This is Radar's Monday Morning Quarterback in week number six. If those are not familiar, Monday Morning Quarterback means after all the games were played on Sunday before there was any of this Thursday night football, even Monday night football, players would and opponents would have all this information to be like, well, we could have done this, we could have done that. The coaches will go over all that. But the media was like, they should have done this and they should have done that, no matter if it was television, journalism, or radio. Peter King made it very, very famous with Sports Illustrated. So it's a term that that's actually should be the, is the correct term when it comes to what's happening in all the games of football. And as always, every week you get the, the, the long-time running NFL recap that I've been doing for years that started off with what did we learn and what we didn't learn, and it turned into just giving you what you need to know because sometimes all you need to know is very specific things, hence this podcast. As always, you can get your podcast anywhere, Apple, Google, or Spotify. My website is ontheradarmedia.com. That's got the links to everything. So does the Facebook page, On The Radar Entertainment Blog. You can follow me at Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat at Radar4428 and Blogger. And again, my YouTube channel is On The Radar where I do weekly baseball videos and weekly movie reviews. Now let's get to the to scores. So obviously, I knew the Chiefs were going to beat the Broncos, but due to a busy work week of training new employees at the restaurant that was supposed to open in July, that got pushed all the way back into this week of October, that I forgot. So when I was on vacation for a wedding, I came out with them, so I'm not just jumping on the thing and going, well, this is what I predicted. No, I knew that the... The Chiefs would win. I just thought because the Broncos have been so bad that the Chiefs would actually score more touchdowns in that game. That's what really, really surprised me was that their offense did not score that much in that game. But you really don't have to when Russell Wilson has two interceptions and the team had a fumble and that touchdown came in the fourth quarter when it was too late. So... The Chiefs didn't have to do that much to win, and you can and you can thank the kicker Harrison Butker because obviously, you know, Patrick Mahomes only had one touchdown pass, so that's really not you know the uh, the offense we know. And then I was right that the Ravens would be the Titans over there in London, like that I knew was going to happen. I just, Ryan Tannehill, A, left the game with an ankle injury. He also, again, had a horrible offensive day with no touchdown pass and interception. When is it the time for you to say, you know what? We're not good enough in this division. Jaguars are going to win this division. The Colts have been exciting with Anthony Richardson, and the Texans are looking pretty on the up, right uptick with C.J. Stroud. Like, you know what? Like, that's the opportunity for you to be like, you know what? We'll give Malik Willis a chance. And if that doesn't work, we still got Will Levitt. Let Ryan Tannehill be healthy, try to unload him on a team that just needs a veteran backup quarterback and move on. Because, again, the Ravens didn't have to do that much because Lamar Jackson only had one touchdown pass. It was Justin Tucker really accounting for 18 other points, man. That's a lot of the points to be accounted for. And... You would think that they would be scoring more in that game because the Titans are so bad. But as much as you want to say, well, they got this new offensive coordinator, like 
again, you can't have Lamar Jackson lead the team in rushing. That's not really what you want out of anybody. Because, yeah, I know they lost J.K. Dobbins, but they got Mark Andrews is healthy. Zay Flowers scored the only t- touchdown. Nelson Aguilar and Odell Beckham are veterans. Rashad Bateman's been around the block. Like, those are... Those are the guys that you know are going to be on the team, and that's why you're like, how can it only be that they put up that many points? And that's just because, again, Justin Tucker continues to be the best kicker in football, providing most of their offense. So there's that. StupidNFL.com not working properly. Falcons, I thought, would beat the Commanders, but of course... That I was wrong about because both teams are not that great. Both teams have quarterbacks who started their career last season but didn't play as much games. So that's need Sam Howell's thing. So Sam Howell, this game, had three touchdowns and no turnovers, unlike other games. While Ritter, he did have two. T- he did have a, a good game offensively, but when you throw three interceptions and two in the fourth quarter, that doesn't really help you in trying to win this game. Because you know it's going to be a close game because both teams are not that great. And it's not like they're going to put up 40 on each other because Washington's defense is actually one of the better defenses in all of football. So you're just like, okay. So this is more of a toss-up. It wouldn't be a game that I would bet on if I was Colin Coward or the celebrity pronosticator on Dan Levitard. Like, it's just not. Or Jim Rome, big head bets. I wouldn't do that because you're like, well, Desmond Ritter had two touchdown passes. Yeah, but then he throws three interceptions. Like, that's not the game you want to bet on or to really be passionate about because you're like, both teams suck. So I was wrong on that. I was right that the Vikings would beat the Bears. But explain to me how the Vikings, who have been putting up 20 to 30 points a game, Kirk Cousins has been throwing for over 200 passing yards, you know, they had Justin Jefferson, now he's injured. But even then, they still are putting up points, just their defense is so bad. So that's why I'm like, Kirk Cousins only threw for 181 yards and a touchdown. Like, this is just not, it just wasn't a good game for them. Hawkinson had 50 yards receiving as the leading receiver. The rookie Addison got the only touchdown pass. But it's because Kirk Cousins had two of his team's three turnovers and fumbles. And Greg Joseph mixed a, point, a, a field goal and an extra point. Right. Yeah, and so when Kirk Cousins has turned the ball over at you know, you're just like, what is going on? You usually better at this Kirk Cousins. This was a prime time this wasn't a prime time game, it was a versus a division opponent who's inferior this year to you. So you're like, well, we'll miss the field goal and an extra point, and we'll have two or three fumble, and maybe the Bears will, you know, win this game. Because Justin Fields came back down to earth. He had 58 yards passing and 46 yards rushing. The Bears' whole entire running back tandems, you know, Evan, I mean, Rashad Johnson and and Holt, Travis Homer, you name it. All the, all the running backs are injured, so Deontay Foreman and and Vila and Darentine and Darrington Evans and Vilas Jones, who's a receiver, were the rushers. So you're already at disadvantage when your whole running back room is injured. Then Justin Fields hurt his hand. He's gonna and he's got a thumb or a hand, finger injury, and he's probably gonna have to miss some time. 
So they're like, well, this Tyson Bagnitou was good in preseason. Let's see what he can do. He throws an interception. And he got sacked in the end zone. And it was uh, sacked in the end zone and returned for a touchdown by Jordan Hicks of the Vikings. So, like, the Bears kicked themselves in the foot there by having two fumbles and one being turned into a touchdown. So that's just disastrous day for the Bears, losing Justin Fields and losing the game. Bengals over the Seahawks. I knew that was going to happen. I knew that the Bengals are a way better team than the Seahawks. But again, it was a very, very close game because we still don't know what's wrong with Joe Burrow. Last week was the only week that he they had a good day passing-wise, and that was without T. Higgins. T. Higgins came back in this game after Jamar Chase had an amazing game. He fell back down to earth with 80 yards. Tyler Boyd showed up and got a touchdown on like last week. And T. Higgins was limited. Joe Mixon wasn't really needed in this game either. So Joe Burrow did throw two touchdown passes. But when the Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith has zero touchdown passes, two interceptions, they're already kicking themselves in the foot, and the Bengals are a better team. So again, it's a battle of the turnover battle. The team with the least amount of turnover usually wins, and that's what it was. The Bengals just outlasted them and kicked the field goal in the fourth quarter, obviously, to to, to officially take over the lead in that game. So that's really what the difference was. But Kenneth Walker had the only touchdown for Seattle. Now, I was like, the 49ers are going to beat the Browns. The Browns suck. They don't have Deshaun Watson, and that rookie quarterback has been horrible. They're going to they're gonna win this game. 49ers, though, that one is an upset. That one, they came back down to earth. Brock Purdy wasn't that great as he had a fumble and an interception. And... The 49ers missed the game-winning field goal. They went, The rookie Moody is the kicker. They let Robbie Gold go in the offseason. I think Robbie Gold may have made that field goal. And, of course, when Debo Samuel and Chris McCaffrey leave games with injury, you're still going to have Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. But it's it's really Brock Purdy having a pedestrian game with a one touchdown and one interception, 125 is passing, that a backup running back got a touchdown. And McCaffrey had caught the original touchdown pass. But again, it wasn't that he missed the, the game-winning field goal. He also missed another one earlier in the game. So, yeah, your kicker, who I had in fantasy, you know, care about a team, is not coming up when you need it. The 49ers are a good team. They're supposed to be well-rounded on every facet of the game. But when your kicker's missing a game-winning field goal and another field goal, and Brock Purdy has a fumble... And an interception, and you lose two of your best skill players. It's not going to be a good day. And you're like, well, the Browns are not going to take advantage of that. Well, Kareem Hunt had a had a rushing touchdown. Jerome Ford ran over for 80 yards, so the running back tandem turned out to be well. Instead of starting that rookie, they started P.J. Walker, who remember the Bears cut in in the preseason. He had a horrible game. He had two interceptions, and Amari Cooper fumbled the ball. Even Dustin Hopkins missed the field goal, but Dustin Hopkins kicked. The, Two field goals in the fourth quarter, actually. He, yeah, he kicked. Two f- fourth quarter field goals, and that's how it came back to win. Because the 49ers were sloppy, the Browns took advantage of that because they actually have a pretty good team. It's just the quarterback is injured now, so they're not as good as their RB, and that's how those upsets happen. 
I said the Saints would beat the Texans because, you know, the Saints are supposed to have a good defense. Derek Carr is a professional quarterback. you got Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Taysom Hill, and Galvin Kamara on this team. Well, Derek Carr was pedestrian with one touchdown, one interception, but it was CJ Stroud with two touchdown passes. And, again, getting away from veteran kickers like Will Lutz and having rookies Blake Roop. The dude missed two field goals. Like, how do you miss two field goals, man? Like, those six points there are almost a difference. That would have been 20-19. The game would have been a lot different. So that's really what it was, is that the Saints missing field goals would have really, 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 really mattered. Then I was like, okay, cool. Jaguars are going to beat the Colts because Anthony Richardson is not starting. This is the Gardner Minshew Bowl. He gets to get a game against his former team. Well, that did not work out in Gardner Minshew's favor. He had three interceptions and a fumble. That's not a good day. Trevor Lawrence had two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, but he had an injury. So they're going to monitor that. And if they're playing Thursday night, he's probably not going to play. But again, when your rookie, when your first round picks Trevor Lawrence and ETN get your four touchdowns, that's a good day. Your kicker makes all of his field goals. Cool. You know, so Gardner Minshew had three interceptions. Zach Moss had another touchdown, and so Gardner Minshew threw a touchdown pass to in this game. But Jonathan Taylor, two weeks into it, man, that's not been working out. And yeah, that's that's really the difference was Gardner Minshew is supposed to be the quarterback where he can. If you give him a good enough offensive line and give him time to throw the ball, he's got like guys like Michael Pittman, who had 100 yards. He's got running backs like Taylor and Zach Moss. And their defense has been pretty good the Colts the last couple of years. Not amazing, but pretty good. He's supposed to be able to orchestrate that team. And it's just, I don't know what happened there. It's just not working out. And with Anthony Richardson probably having surgery to end the season, it's a lost season for the Colts again. They're probably going to have a bad draft pick, and they got to probably use that. Maybe another wide receiver, maybe an offensive lineman or something, but it's just not working there. That's how the Jaguars can slide by because they are the best team in this division. They don't have to play their best game. Then I knew Miami is going to beat Carolina because Carolina is crap this year. Like they're, 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 prob- they're, they're the only team, I think, without a win. And that's, that's what happens there is that Miami's a better team. Carolina stinks. So even though Devon Ashan, Ashan the, the rookie uh, running back, is injured, that didn't stop them. Tua threw three, inter- three touchdowns, excuse me. Raheem Mostert, who is the starting running back, had two. And then Salvana Med, who's the, one of the backups because of the injury, he also got a rush touchdown. So it's three rushing and three passing. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell got their usual touchdowns. Tyreek Hill ran over the place 163 yards. And Mostert even caught a touchdown pass. And the Panthers, what's funny about it is they, they scored two touchdowns in the first quarter. Chubba Hubbard, who's starting in place of the injured Miles Sanders, got a rushing touchdown. Bryce on the rookie, he threw to Adam Thielen. You're like, wow, it's a good start. Thielen, 115 yards. You're like, they're starting this game off really well. Well, then they go and miss a field goal. Nice job, Eddie Pinero. Had a turnover on downs and a bunch of punts. Had another turnover on downs. That the only reason that they scored again in this game was late in the game because it Miami was up by so much that backup quarterback Mike White came in the game and threw a touch, a three interception, and they returned it for a touchdown. That's really all you need to know. And the line, 
that the, the, excuse me, the Dolphins just destroyed the Panthers. Raiders over Patriots. I said that was going to happen I, because I knew that Jimmy Garoppolo was back. This game wasn't the most prettiest game because, again, Mac Jones was horrible and Jimmy Garoppolo was okay. It was really Daniel Carlson after the blunders in Green Bay against his brother, who was the Green Bay kicker. He actually made all of his field goals. That's where the difference was. He made all these field goals. He's getting 13 of those 21 points. And Garoppolo threw a touchdown pass. Yeah, he threw an interception. That's I'm saying a problem there. And then again, Mac Jones, no touchdown passes, an interception. He's bailed out that this game was closer than it was because both running backs, Ramadre Stevenson, who had benched, and Ezekiel Elliott, both had rushing touchdowns. And the other issue was Mac Jones was sacked in the end zone for a safety. So. You don't score any touchdowns yourself. You throw an interception, and you get sacked in the end zone for a safety. Like, I don't know. We're, we're into year three with him, and I we don't know if it's because the Patriots don't have a good offensive line anymore, maybe. The receivers, people say, aren't good enough. Is Bill O'Brien not? I mean, you know, is he not a good offensive coordinator, or is it just... Mac Jones is not as good as everyone thought. That's like the question that we're going to have here going forward. Okay. Then we got the Lions versus Tampa Bay. And I knew the Lions were going to win because the Buccaneers have got a lot of wins over bad teams like the Bears, for example. Like, I don't think, like, they're that good. I thought they'd be in last place this year and trade off a lot of their players. And, yeah, they came back down to earth, only getting themselves two field goals as Baker Mayfield had an interception. And the Lions did what they were supposed to. They didn't have to have their best game, but they played a good enough game to beat their to beat their opponent, who's inferior. And Jared Goff threw, threw over 350 yards and two touchdown passes. But again, they're out with Jamar Gibbs. Montgomery's now hurt again. So you give what you get. You you give what you have. You know, the running game doesn't have your two running backs. So Amron St. Brown gets 124 yards for a touchdown. Jamison Williams gets 53 yards and a touchdown. Like that's what you need in this game. That's really what it was. The Lions didn't play their best game, but they're playing a bad team, so they know that this is what they have to do in order to win. And the Rams versus the Cardinal. Again, the Rams and the Seahawks, we weren't sure if the Seahawks were going to make the playoffs again or the Rams were going to get back to the playoffs because we weren't sure each way on there. And, of course, I knew that the Rams were going to win. The Cardinals are pretty bad. Okay? They got that one win against the Cowboys because they upset the Cowboys, but outside of that, they're not, a, they're not trying to win. So, obviously... Matthew Stafford throws a touchdown pass to Cooper Cup. Kyron Williams runs all over the place on the bad Cardinals defense for 158 yards and a rushing touchdown. You know, Brett Maher got 14 points on the thing, so that's a veteran kicker there. And Josh Dobbs, again, trying to do it all himself. But when you're the leading rusher on your team because you're starting running back, James Conner's out with an injury, you're like, okay, cool. That's not how you're going to win games. And, of course, when you're down... Yeah, throw the ball. But, of course, this was a game that go back and forth. Each team was trading field goals through the first half, and they're actually leading 9-6 to six at the halftime. But then again, they can't really score, and the Rams, that's when they got their two touchdowns. It's just he also fumbled the ball away. So you have two turnovers. You're not going to be winning these games. It's really what it is, especially with the your two turnovers being in the fourth quarter when it really matters. <laughs> Jets upset the Eagles because it wasn't that the Jets were so much better. It was that the Eagles didn't play well. Because the Jets could have won that game against the Chiefs, but they Jets themselves. So in this game, 
The Eagles were like, cool, we got two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts threw a touchdown pass. He ran one in. Then he goes, well, I'm going to throw an interception. Yep, then we're going to have a fumble. Yep, then the offense is going to look really bad. He's going to throw another interception. Jake Elliott, who's reliable, is going to throw a miss a field goal. And then, yep, another interception. Like, the Eagles did it to themselves. Three interceptions, a fumble by DeAndre Swift, and Jake Elliott missing a field goal. That's not going to help you win a game, especially when the Jets are supposed to have a really good defense. They have a good rushing attack. They got talented receivers. It's just a quarterback thing, and that's what they got him, okay? A.J. Brown, 131 yards receiving. He had a good day there. Jets-wise, they won this game at the end because, again, with all those turnovers, they just kept chipping away. Greg Zerline, the former Rams kicker, just getting 12 points worth of kicks. They're just biding their time until Brees Hall can break through for a touchdown and take the lead, and that's what happened there. Then the Giants losing to the Bills. I was thinking maybe with Tyrod Taylor, because he's, he's been a good rushing quarterback in the Tyrod Taylor Bowl, that there's going to be a very good chance. That he's shown that he's been a serviceable enough starting quarterback, but the problem is even with Saquon Barkley getting 93 rushing yards, you're still missing key offensive linemen. And Darren Waller's a nice tight end, but you don't really have great skill players outside of Barkley. You can't be fumbling the ball away, Tyrod Taylor. And again, nothing to show for it. Zero touchdowns, nothing. That's the problem there. The Bills didn't have to play their best game because, again, Josh Allen threw an interception. Gabe Davis had a fumble. And Tyler Bass is usually a really good kicker, missed two field goals. Now, if they were playing the Dolphins or the Ravens maybe or obviously the Chiefs or the Jaguars, let's say, some other teams in the AFC who are going to make the playoffs probably, they would have lost this game. But they're playing the Giants who are so anemic on offense, even with Daniel Jones and their defense isn't that great. But that's the really story. Like Josh Allen didn't have to do too much throwing his two touchdown passes. Now, Monday Night Football, I got that wrong. I was going with my heart more than anything else. I was saying that I think the Chargers should win this game because Dallas has had some weak moments this year. And I was thinking to myself, like, there's going to be a shot for the Chargers to win. If, you know, Austin Eckler comes back with Keenan Allen, that's a really good one-two punch on offense. But we forgot that the Chargers' defense sucks, and they let Dak Prescott and the team... Get a fourth quarter touchdown pass to Brandon Cooks. They let him get a field goal to take the lead. And then Herbert throws the interception that cost them the game. And Austin Eckler was nothing in the run game, but at least he, and, and barely anything in the receiving game. So that's the thing. The impact of him did not come up like they were supposed to. And Herbert, despite throwing two interceptions, he threw a crucial interception. Dak Prescott, he had one rushing touchdown and one passing touchdown. So he, he came up for his team when needed. And that's the story there. So, bottom line is, surprisingly, and not teams are not scoring as much as you thought. You thought the Chiefs would be scoring way more against Denver because Russell Wilson was bad. You know, he thought Baltimore would score because Tannehill was injured and not as good. And, you know, Washington versus Atlanta, I got that wrong. But, again, we're not sure between Ritter and Howell are they both franchise quarterbacks. We also thought the Vikings would score a lot on the Bears' bad defense. 
but with turnovers by Kirk Cousins and missed field goal, and then even with Justin Fields being injured, the Vikings didn't score that much. They just got lucky that the Bears were so bad. Bengals, Seahawks, again, what's up with the Bengals' offense? They should be able to score more. It was way too close of a game. San Francisco with turnovers and injuries let the Browns just keep getting building points with field goals, and they lost. That's the upset. Houston, the same thing. New Orleans just didn't have a great game. Missing things like field goals. You need to be able to hit your field goals. 49ers and Saints, among other teams, that Texan is up on the up till. They're going up. Jaguars, in spite of not having the world's greatest game, but, you know, two and two from their star running back and quarterback. And with Gardner Minshew just stinking, that's how you're going to win a divisional game. Miami is really good. Carolina's really bad. So that's why they blew them out in a way. And New England and Vegas, the game was way too close because Vegas had some turnovers. They weren't that great, but New England was worse. That's really what it was. Detroit didn't have their greatest game, but Tampa Bay was so bad on offense, the Lions didn't have to do that much. The Rams just ran the ball over because Arizona kept turning the ball over, over and over and over and over. They don't have to do that much. And then the Jets just keep chipping away with field goals. Every time the, the Eagles will turn the ball over, you got to turn it into offense or at least run the clock out so they could get the game-winning touchdown in the end. And even though the Bills were bad kicking-wise and they were bad and they had turnovers and Josh Allen wasn't his best, the Giants just were so bad, the Bills were able to take advantage. And then, of course, with the Chargers and the Cowboys, Herbert threw the crucial interception late. Dallas put up 10 points late when they were supposed to, and that was really the difference in the game. Thanks for listening to... Radar's Monday morning quarterback number six of the 2023 season. Thanks for listening. Again, check out your podcast wherever you get it. Apple, Google, and Spotify. See you guys next time.